and welcome to your Sunday Psychics with Rebecca Fisk and Stephanie Gerard. Hope you've had a great week. And um, as always, we're here with Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Thank you so much for being here and helping us out. And uh, don't know if we're getting anything verbal from him today. Okay. So <laughs> Garrett, here, hi, Stephanie. So Garrett is here with us. Um, hopefully you guys can hear him. Hopefully he's screening your calls. We have no idea. We're having some technical difficulties in the communication between him and us, but hopefully everything else is going well, <laughs> and we will find out. So, uh, so there you go. And this is live, so uh, when little things like this happen, we just kind of wing it and keep going. So uh, anyway, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, Rebecca. Happy Sunday. Doing good. Doing good. How are things down your way? They're good. They're good. You know, I got I, I got no complaints. Although I always joke around, we can always find something to complain about. But oh. <laughs> I try I try I try not to. Although I I always find something to complain about. I do, and I'm trying to be better. Uh, I I do my best to focus on the positive, but every once in a while, little annoying things happen, and I find myself kind of going off. And I think, okay, wait a minute. This is a pet peeve. So why are you triggered? What's the problem? <laughs> So at least now, instead of going into a rant, I actually ask myself why I'm thinking the things I'm thinking, and I, I acknowledge that I'm triggered, and what do I need to do to change it for the future if I choose to? Oh. <laughs> so, anyway, but you know what? It's all good. It's it's all good, and uh, you know it's a very comfortable temperature down here. I've got no complaints, and uh, we're happy and healthy. And I always find stuff to be grateful for. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm super, super grateful, just like always. Um, yeah, how is it? How is the weather up in Alaska today? Oh, actually, beautiful. Yesterday and today, we're at a pleasant 81 degrees. A little bit overcast, little tiny hair of a breeze. Very comfortable. It's very refreshing. Lots of people are out because you know these days are rare and few and far between. So we definitely take advantage of them. It's lovely. It's lovely. It's funny because uh, this it looks like this might be the last day of a nice day. Well, tomorrow. And then we drop back into the lower 60s for a little bit. So, so <laughs> we've enjoyed, I would say probably the last five days have been really cozy, comfy. You know, mid-70s and then yesterday, today, 81. It, that's, it's perfect. Everything's perfect. Yeah, that it's sounds really lovely. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, so, we only mm-hmm. we only hit 84 today. So California, oh. was, Long Beach was only three degrees higher than Alaska today. Well, my goodness, that's <laughs> we're neighbors. <laughs> I know. I guess so. Pretty funny. It's really funny. Is, it's like I talk to you in Alaska, and then I talk to my other friend who's in Canada on the other coast. And so oh, we're always okay. comparing notes about what's happening with the weather. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're melting over here. And she's like, yeah, we've got three free to snow. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, but we do all live on the same planet. It, it, it's very interesting to me. You know, we, we have such a narrow vision of what we are experiencing in our own little bubbles. And, right. um, you know, it's, it's wonderful that through all this technology, we actually have a, a much um, – Oh, I don't know. It, it, we, we've got a much broader uh, perspective if we're connecting with people in other places to really get that other people are going through different things, even if we're all going through the same thing. 
um, we're having different mm-hmm. different um, other you know like weather conditions and things to to deal with. And so uh, anyway, just it just always reminds me to not take anything for granted. So oh heavens no heavens no yeah yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting. What about a month ago, when the temperatures here were still cool, people were talking about, oh, summer is here. And, you know, of course, here it takes a little bit to, like, Alaska's, like, got to warm, warm up the motor for a little while. And uh, <laughs> anyway, a friend of mine was visiting visiting down south where we call the lower 48. And uh, that was the week that I think there was four states, you know, Arizona, Western Washington and a couple of other areas were all in the 100s at the same time. So that was interesting. And I was, that's when I was chuckling to myself thinking, you know, been there, done that, grateful that I'm here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, goodness, no, no, those temperatures, it takes a lot to handle those regularly, especially in Arizona. But, you know, you just get used to it. It's it's anywhere, yeah. you know, wherever we go, we acclimate and learn how to navigate, and it's usually pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's good. We are. We are very blessed, that's for sure. We are. We are. Yeah. I was just thinking about the floods in, in Germany and Belgium and, um, know. you know, all of that. And it's, you know, the thing is that we always get these reminders to not take anything for granted, and... Um, you know, I know, Stephanie, I know that, that you and I kind of, because of the work that we do and because we're so aware of the energy of things in the world, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know that you and I have a practice where we kind of pray for everything and everyone mm-hmm. um, almost yeah. on a daily basis. And so when this kind of stuff happens, you know, it's not, I, 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 this sounds really awful because on one hand I feel like, okay, well, maybe I'm desensitized, but I don't. Like, this stuff doesn't jar me anymore. It used to be that I'd have, like, a traumatic response, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that's happening in those poor people. And it's not that I don't still have the compassion and the sympathy, but I don't have that emotional jarring anymore when I see these things happening. Instead, I just try to immediately go into prayer. And um, and so mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just this interesting thing because I'll have clients call and they'll be like, oh, my gosh, this is happening, and I don't know how to handle this, and how do I process this, and what do I do with it? And it's like... Okay, take a breath. Where are you right now? I'm sitting in my living room. Okay, so you're sitting on your couch? Yeah, I'm sitting on my couch. Okay, so take a breath. Just take a breath. Take a deep breath. Now take a deep breath and say, okay, are you safe where you are right now? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're in your home and there's, there's, you know, everything's fine and calm in your home and you're safe where you are. Yeah. Okay, so let's sit in that feeling right now. And, and, I'll, mm-hmm. and I'll call this, this uh, particular client, she's wonderful, but I'll call her Jackie. And Jackie, she's a lovely, lovely person with a really big heart, and she has a lot of armor on. Mm. And so one of the reasons that she has a lot of armor on is because she grew up in a home where she never felt safe. And she wasn't being physically abused, but emotionally she felt completely unsupported And she felt like she couldn't do anything right. And so what happened is as she grew up into adulthood, she kind of brought that hypervigilant eggshell walking into her life, into her marriage, into her work life. And, um, 
and and there was always fear. Like she's always kind of got this automatic reaction into fear. So we've mm-hmm. been working on where are you right now? How do we help you feel safe in this moment? Take some deep breaths. Is this something you can do something about? Because a lot of times we go into a fear response where we feel like things are out of control and we don't know how to fix it. We don't know mm-hmm. how to control it as if we could control it. And so we've done a lot of work around what can you control in this moment to help you feel calm and to help you get back into that peaceful place. And I know I'm going to, I've said this before, but I love Trent Shelton. He was an athlete football player and, and he's now a motivational speaker and trainer. And he talks about the main thing that I take away from everything with him is protect your peace. So if you're having a reaction to something and you're not able to stay peaceful, is this something that you want to connect to? Is it someone you want to connect to? Or do you choose to change something? Do you want to make a change? So anyway, so we've had a few of those conversations, even about the weather and about the pandemic and, and all of this stuff. My lovely friend Jackie, I really love her. Um, and so now she's like, okay, I'm feeling this way, and I know I'm feeling this way, and I can see it, and I, I just need you to talk me through it. And, and I know Aww. I need to take deep breaths. Okay, let's take some deep breaths. Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> um, and the thing is, you know, we all, we, we all have these things. You know, all of us, well, okay, let me cancel clear on that. Most of us have had some kind of trauma that we've grown up with, something. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is our brain wants to understand it and it wants to file it somewhere. And so the brain looks for the path that seems most similar to the previous experience, which is why if we had something happen where we went, you know, we had that kind of stress response, the fight or flight response, it could have been that, oh, there was a car accident and that response was warranted. You know, if you're in a car and you get in a car accident, that kind of response is warranted. But sometimes you just drop a plate and it breaks and you have the same response, our adrenals trigger the same fight or flight response because as much as we've evolved as human beings over the years, we have not evolved in our uh, fight or flight response from our caveman days. It's still the same thing. In the caveman days, it was, well, if there's a lion that comes in here, I really do have to run for my life. And so now we have the same response if we, if we drop a plate. And so it's about us trying to, um, to learn to, to correct and, and really take in the moment and look at, is this, okay, I, I, I notice I'm having the response. I can calm myself down in this moment. I can look around and see whether or not I'm really truly safe or not. And then I can actually talk myself through this and get back to this place of peace instead of, okay, there's floods halfway around the world and I'm having a stress response to that. Is there something that I can do to, for that? Is there something I can do about it right now? And am I in imminent danger? And I'm not. So then we can come back to this place of I can do something about this moving forward, but it's coming from a place of choice rather than a response and a reaction to something fearful. Anyway, um, so I just wanted to bring that up because coming back to, you know, Stephanie, because I know you and I, have, we, we practice meditation 
pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, we're doing work, energy mm-hmm. work on an almost daily basis. And so, you know, part of our journey as we've learned to do these things is we have given ourselves and, you know, and our loved ones an opportunity to come back to that place of peace within us and within our family members um, because we've been practicing it ourselves. So it's something anyone can do. If you find that you get triggered often or you have an adrenal response where you feel like you're in fight or flight a lot, um, you know, certainly contact Stephanie or me and we can help you, um, you know, with some, some really simple little tools that can get you back to a place of feeling peaceful and centered within, a, you know, just a couple of minutes. Um, and so, you know, before we go f- further along in the conversation, I just want to remind everybody, if you've logged in on the computer, there's a link there that Garrett's provided to both of our websites. Stephanie's website is journeywithstephanie.com. My website is rebeccafisk.com. If you'd like to uh, inquire about uh, a private session with either one of us, or we also do sessions together, if that's something you'd like to do, um, you can contact us through our websites and, uh, and um, you know, we'll be happy to to talk to you about all of that. Um, okay, so see here. Um, how I did your would week like otherwise. Yeah. Oh, my week was very interesting. Um, and sometimes it's like it goes by so fast. I don't know what happens. But here's here's what surfaced this past week. So first of all. Um, I put words last week to the planetary um, happenings, the planetary events, and I believe I read this morning in Instagram, we are now at five planets retrograde, and these are the biggies, and we have Saturn retrograde, Pluto, Neptune, and I have no idea what the others are. But here's a common theme that is running with pretty much, well, with the clients that I talked with now, I mean, meaning this week, we're all going through this one thing. I put words to it last week. But, you know, it's it's really difficult and sensitive. We have Pluto retrograde. And the bottom line for all of us is that it's bringing us this opportunity to go deep sea diving within ourselves. It is this raw, it can be, it can feel like this raw, emotional, I love your phrase, Rebecca, when you say this, very uncharted territory. And what's happening is that the vulnerability is real high right now within all of us. This is across the board for everyone. It doesn't matter, you know, your background, where you live, what your profession is. The thing is, we are all being challenged right now, and it's so uncomfortable. And the thing about it is where it's taking us, not only um, do we get to go deep sea diving, we get to, and I phrase it this way because, again, as part of our lifestyle, what Rebecca and I do is we understand that sometimes these challenges are going to put be put on the table right in front of us. We are not going to necessarily feel comfortable with this on any day of the week. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Um, But the thing about it is it does bring us opportunity to take a look at this thing. And what I'm finding happening for myself anyway, is that there's these deeper, 
darker aspects that are coming to surface. So backing up a little bit. So Pluto, as we know in the planetary system, is the slowest moving one. It's so far out there, it's difficult to see. It's It's been perceived as being out there, quote unquote, in the shadows. And well, that very much parallels the effects that it has on us because of the emotions that are coming up or reminders or situations. And it's serious. This is, this for those who are familiar with Mercury retrograde, which thankfully, fortunately, we are away from that now. Everything's good in this moment in terms of Mercury. But it's sort of like a Mercury retrograde times 10. It's pretty intense. And the thing with Pluto, once again, is that we are going Hello, to ladies. these emotional depths. Oh, Garrett, you're here. <gasps> you're okay, here. Sorry. I'm going oh. to put myself on mute and start screening some calls. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Oh, okay, hello. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Wow. Awesome. Okay. That's nice. Great. Welcome to Garrett. Hey. All right. So, so for those of you who've been sitting in the call queue wondering if, if you're going to get screened, uh, Garrett, again, like I said earlier, Garrett, we've been having some technical difficulties, and so now Garrett's going to be able to screen your call. So thank you for hanging in there and for being patient. And uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt Yay. Stephanie. But, it's okay. Yeah, it, 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 it's it okay. Helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and yet another example. Who knows why that happened? And we we get to revisit and redo this. And, you know, and it could have been absolutely nothing. It could have just been a restart switch. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, once upon a time, with Rebecca and I doing the work that we do, you know, what it takes in our life experiences of, growing and developing these gifts. And honestly, they have unfolded naturally for both of us. And and then speaking for myself, things just happen. And so through the course of life, through the <laughs> yes. journey of life, we gain this thing called experience and it can feel uncomfortable. And we no more gain an experience and we turn around and we are already applying it. And th- at this place in life, it's like, oh, okay, well, here we go again. Okay, okay. So this this past week, I did have an interesting experience. I had gone to uh, the place that I go to, a local clinic for my little checkups and such. And for this experience, it was very unpleasant. And from the time I walked in to the time I exited, and I I felt displaced. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel listened to. And it I found myself being triggered. I have a background that runs deep with trauma. And at this place in life, I'm, you know, ready to finally embrace some of this stuff. And I have been. And so we're always doing our work on the side as we help other people, too. So within the triggering and everything, I walked out of there thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to go here again. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. And because I wanted to be mad and my ego felt really hurt and and I went into my self-protect mode I went back to a program that I know how to do really well and Mm -hmm. I allowed this to have power over me oh the rest of the day and then yesterday and and then this morning I thought okay well that's enough today's a new day let's let's live this life 
Let's take it in. What do I get to do today? Oh, I get to do some laundry. I I get to do my dishes. I get to cook a little bit. So I was approaching life that way today, again, from the place and space of gratitude. And then I was processing with another friend the situation because I was still wanting to be mad. But at the same time, I was also, it's a form of release. Like, okay, release this, let it out. And the question was posed. What if you had opportunity to revisit this? And that made me feel really uncomfortable. And I'll tell you, within about a half an hour, I received a follow-up phone call. And I thought, oh, I'm not talking to them. And it went to voicemail. And, and I looked and I looked. And with the phone service I have, it's really cool because the voicemail actually, you know, it, it prints out the, you know, it transcribes it so I can read the voicemail. And I thought, well, why not? Because the question did come up of what if. And I thought, well, okay. And I took the opportunity. I felt very uncomfortable. And the really neat part was, I wasn't, it, it helped me to shift out of wanting to be the human bulldozer. And I shifted my words around and I just shared, this is how I'm feeling. This is how it made me feel. And so on and so on and so on. And interestingly enough, I've never heard this from a clinic or a medical facility. What can we do for you to make this right? And I said, make this right. And then there was the offer of a different person that I could see because I do have another follow-up checkup. And I said, sure, you know. And if there was a freedom and an empowerment that took place because it, it, I was the one helping myself, of course, with the energy and the power of God to just say, okay, you know what? My old program isn't fitting this reality anymore. It, and I was happy to act upon it and it felt different, it felt strange, yet it felt good. And in the very end, she was very apologetic. The woman I was talking with on the phone, very kind, had a very soft, compassionate voice. And she was doing what I do sometimes because person is feeling very magnified. I will bring my voice down and get softer and softer into a whisper sometimes. And... Um, and she was doing that with me. And I got off the phone and I thought, well, there we have it. I feel good. I felt heard. I felt honored. And most importantly, I realized in that moment that I felt safe to speak my truth, to use my voice, to speak my truth, to speak it up. And it didn't mean being a bulldozer. It just simply meant, you know, I, I felt okay to be transparent with my feelings. And to allow her to hear my emotions coming through, because it wasn't an easy phone call for me. And yet, wow, there was a lot of work that was done. So I'm, I'm sharing this because this is what Pluto retrograde is doing with us. And where, you know, from that point to the present, it's like, whoa, I feel pretty good. And but yet with without this Pluto retrograde, would I have taken all of those steps and been so conscientious about it? Probably not. But this is the example of what what it's doing, where it's taking us. It's uncomfortable. Yet the really cool part part is we get to visit these 
quote unquote, darker places of ourselves. And out comes the vulnerability, the transparency, the emotion, sometimes the sudden tears. And it's like, but I didn't want to cry right now. This is not appropriate. (laughs) But it is appropriate. It is appropriate. Because it's spontaneous and it's authentic and it's our soul crying out. Absolutely. So I just wanted to share that because that intense right now. And so this past week has been that running theme. And I just, I'm here to just say to everybody, it's okay. It's actually kind of exciting, even though it's scary as all get out in a sense. Who really wants to feel that vulnerable? Not I. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but yet, yet, in using the words that we use, I got to do that. And it felt pretty darn good afterwards. It was good. It's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. really awesome. I know. And, I, and of course, I'm chuckling when you're talking about the tears because, you know, I, I'm going to reveal some really big secrets about me and Stephanie. Not. Okay. Um, <laughs> I cry at everything. <laughs> so, oh, my. So, I, you know, I'm like, I cry at commercials. I cry at the movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I cry at everything. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, if you, if you have some tears oh, yeah. you need to shed and you don't feel like it, I'll do it for you. And I joke around about that. Um, whereas Stephanie is, um, you know, I mean, it's like she will write a date on her calendar five years, five years from now about, okay, that's the day I'm going to, I'm going to cry for two minutes. <laughs> can, can Stephanie just, and, and understandably so, 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 you know, Stephanie has so open, openly talked about how she's dealt with a lot of trauma. We, we both have had some trauma um, growing up. Most people do. So I want to acknowledge that most people right. have some kind oh, of yeah. trauma growing up. Um, yeah. And, um, and so the thing is that, you know, Stephanie's journey has been, um, Stephanie's a thinker, and I hope you don't mind me saying all this about you, <laughs> but Stephanie is like, Go give me the it. rational facts and I will figure it out. I will figure it out. I will solve the problem. Don't worry about it. It's handled and it's awesome. <laughs> and she's awesome and reliable and dependable and you can count on her and she will help you through whatever. But dealing with the emotional part of stuff, it's like, that's not really her thing. Like that's like, even though at this point she's like, okay, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to let myself go through this. I'm going to love myself through it. Yeah which is huge. It's such a huge thing. And, and the reason that I'm mentioning all of this is, first of all, because I'm a huge fan of hers, but also because <laughs> it takes a lot of courage and strength to be willing to deal with your own stuff. Normally I use a different word, but I won't. <laughs> but it takes a lot of courage and being willing to be vulnerable and be uncomfortable to deal with all of that. And so for me, you know, it's, I'm, I'm on the flip side of that where it's like getting myself out of the emotional has, has been more of the, of the process of learning for me because I feel everything. You know, when people talk about empaths, I'm like, I, don't, I must have really stayed in that line for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, well, I literally have had the experience where I stand next to somebody who, like, I can barely breathe because they have so much sadness. In fact, that happened to me, oh, my gosh, it was, it was um, since it's been about 20 years ago now where – um, I was working on a production of something and, um, and ended up standing next to one of the women at one point, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what is going on with you? I, can't, I can hardly breathe because there's so much sadness in my chest right now, and it's not mine, it's yours. And she said, yeah, my mother died last week, and I haven't had a chance to deal with it. Mm. <laughs> She's like, okay, so now I know. Um, 
but anyway, so I just, I just think it's beautiful, and I just wanted to compliment you on your willingness to be vulnerable and your willingness to show up because every time Stephanie's willing to show up and do what she's doing and every time I'm willing to show up and do what I'm doing, um, we heal ourselves not just because we want to be healed for ourselves, but because we also know behind that it means we are able to be more of service in the world with our purpose. And so just so you all know that, that is our intention. Our intention is to be of service in the world. So, so we yeah. heal ourselves with that intention not only so that we can be better and have more joyful, abundant, happy, fulfilling, present lives, but also so that we can hopefully support you in having that as well. I have a confession. Uh-oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I've got a pen and paper. Go ahead. Today's date, Sunday. No, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The tears. So today, today I felt emotional and vulnerable. Yes, I did. I didn't shower until, you know, four o'clock. Who cares? And, uh, but it's the commercials. It's the commercials and the movies. And I was watching um, As Good As It Gets. Yes. And oh, oh, they're very intense, and I do better with that. But here's here's the funny part. A couple of years ago, in my, you know, in connecting with clients and doing readings on the phone, especially with the medium work, and when these beautiful people come through, listen, I'm the first one to cry. Because it's so beautiful and it feels like such a privileged honor and experience to connect mm-hmm. with this person's loved one. That right there, I'm already crying. And then to bring messages through and they cry and then I cry more. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. And sometimes I do find on rare occasion, Rebecca, that it startles people <laughs> that I start crying. And, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, because Miss Logical here, Miss Hypervigilant is like out of her <laughs> zone and it's like, no, I want to control all these things so I feel good. And it's like, uh, no, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. no, but, and um, I, 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 I yeah. love that. I love that you're doing that. And I mean, you know, I do that anyway. <laughs> Rebecca, I mean, you've got a... it down so good. You've taught me well. <laughs> Thank you. I'm working on it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have to say, I never thought somebody would be thanking me for helping them cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's awesome. And, and, and it, yeah. yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's, it's been part of my healing journey, too. You know, when, when you and I first connected, and, you know, listen, Rebecca can cry on a dime. <laughs> and that's like, the first few times I'm like, I was like, I don't know what to do. I felt so uncomfortable because it's like, I didn't know what to do with this. And then it's like, okay. And and then it's like, okay, okay, breathe. Everything's fine. We're fine. We're safe. All is good. She needs to cry. Okay. Okay. I didn't know what to do with that before. And now it's, it's like, there's, there's times where you don't realize this, but I'm silently crying with you. Like this is emotional. Oh my gosh. So, and you know, I've come a long ways with that, but I have truly appreciated 
connecting with that part of me and crying. I, I am happy to say I got to shock one of my sisters when she was visiting here last October, November. I got to shock my sister, Kelly. We were talking about some very personal, hypersensitive family stuff. You know how that goes. And my vulnerability was really high. And I sat here and cried and talked through it. And her jaw was on the floor. I don't think she heard a word I said. And she said, I've never seen you cry. And I said, I know you haven't. And I'm, I'm growing into this space. And it feels scary, but it feels good. Because this is how I really feel on the inside. So it's been a, actually a very exciting journey. And so, Rebecca, I thank you for teaching me to cry. It's good. It's good. I'm so glad. Well, and I can't, I mean, it's, it's, it, you're the one who's been willing to show up. So you're welcome. And I'm just glad that you're willing to keep showing up for that. That's the main thing. That's really the main thing. Um, yeah, and I, I did want to kind of, you know, go back to the whole thing about when we are doing the mediumship, that the privilege mm-hmm. of being able to connect to people's loved ones is tremendous. And sometimes, because it is such a profound experience, it, it can be beyond words. And, and so... You know, it's like narrating the story that you're seeing and that you're being given access to, but you feel it at the same time. So it's a, it's beautiful and it's such a privilege. It so. is. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so since we're talking about vulnerabilities. <laughs> yes. Okay, so yes, I'm a great crier, and I feel everything, and I own that, and I'm totally fine with it, and it's just who I am, and, and I got over, you know, the, the schoolmates when I was a kid saying, oh, you're too emotional, you're too sensitive, you know, I don't know, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> um, so, but, but I have realized, so, so my big thing has kind of been around relationship stuff for the last few months, and what I'm learning is that it's okay to not know. Like I, I have been somebody who I'm either in or I'm out. And mm-hmm. because that's been, that's been the safe way for me to handle relationships. Don't speak mm-hmm. up because that's too scary or you might get punished. Mm-hmm. Walk on eggshells. Mm-hmm. And if, there's, if, if it's a situation where there isn't clarity and there's space, because we have to have space. No matter who you are, no matter what kind of relationship you have, there has to be space in the relationship. You have to have your autonomy. And I don't care what kind of relationship it is, that we all have to be with ourselves to know ourselves. And so in that space, you know, that's been a really kind of a very new thing for me as I'm kind of navigating now dating and um and so I have found there have been moments where I feel paralyzed with fear, not because anything has been said or done, but because it's the unknown. And that I have, right. such, deep, I have such deep wounds around abandonment. And, and, and I want to say cancel clear on that because I've done a lot of work to, to heal a lot of this. Um, you know, going within uh, during the pandemic has helped me really look at a lot of this stuff. And so what I learned is the only person who can abandon me is me. And that every single day, every single moment, I have a choice about whether or not I show up for myself first. And then I have a choice about 
who I want to show up for in my life after me. And every single person has that same choice. You get to make a choice about who you want to show up for and who you don't want to show up for. And so, you know, for me, I wake up in the morning and I go, okay, I'm going to show up for myself today. Who else do I want to show up for and who's going to show up for me? And so I'm learning through this process of having these very uncomfortable moments, sometimes for days, where I feel like my legs are going to give out. They feel rubbery and I feel paralyzed because I'm going into uncharted territory. There's no physical anything happening. This is me stepping into myself and stepping into my fear and allowing myself to be paralyzed by that fear because it's all of my lifetime of carrying these fears, saying, okay, I have that fear. I don't want this anymore. I want to let it go. And so the, the bigger part of me saying, all right, we're going to sit in this, even though it's uncomfortable. And finally, what I learned was that I can be that uncomfortable and I'm still safe and I'm still okay and I'm still loved and I'm still lovable. Regardless of what anybody else on the outside is doing, I'm still loved and I'm still lovable and I'm safe and I'm worthy. And so Mm -hmm. this last week has been interesting because I realized that I had a little bit of this stuff come up, but that the time and space in between these moments of me feeling this, you know, paralysis has diminished to the point where most of the time I feel centered and peaceful. Most of the time. If you cut me off when we're driving, (laughs) I might not be so peaceful. Oh, yeah, not behind the wheel. (laughs) But but I try. Like, okay, let me go back to chanting. Um, Or let me turn the volume on the song really high and I'll sing at the top of my lungs. Um, But it's, it's just this interesting thing. You know, I love that you're going into your vulnerability in the way that, that is the right process for you. And I, I'm also acknowledging, I'm, I'm also going through a different place of vulnerability within my own life and what I'm needing to clear. But what's beautiful is we're being given an opportunity to do that. And I think it's perfect. I'm so glad you explained about what's happening with these five planets being retrograde. Because remember, we're looking at things we don't normally get to look at. We're uncovering. And so I, I feel like, wow, how, is, how perfect and beautiful and synchronistic for both of us that we're being supported mm-hmm. by the universe for us to get to love ourselves through all of this. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We get to love ourselves through it. Yes, we do. We do. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so thank Exciting. you for all of that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just looked at the clock. I'm like, oh, I guess we should get to our meditation. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, we should. Feel so inclined. Yes, I know. We're having so much fun here. Um, <laughs> how, how, are, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. We'll we'll make it um, expedient. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Here we go. All right. So tonight's meditation. Let's just. We're going to start with just one deep breath in and hold. And exhale. Tonight we're going to call in once again what I refer to as the golden sphere. This is an orb or a bubble. And I love to think of the bubbles that we can blow or use the little wand and go outside and make bubbles. And with this particular bubble, this is a bubble that's going to fit us, we are encapsulated 
inside of this bubble. And we are choosing the color of golden. With the golden sphere, with this golden orb, this gold, it's when we think about the precious metal that it is, it's such a strong protector. And when we think about the place called the golden sphere, the golden sphere is the place that we can go to for safety. We can go there for help. And how do we get there? We can just place ourselves inside of this golden bubble and just think about the color gold. It can be a liquid gold. In the gold that I see and visualize, it's kind of like this gentle, moving energy, almost like watercolors that keep ebbing and flowing. And inside of the gold, I always see that iridescent, iridescent, shiny white color where it's bringing sparkles up to the surface. And so right now, inside of this bubble, we're going to visualize and see almost like this beautiful golden sparkly, we'll say paint because that might be the best visual right now. And we're going to encircle this all around the outside of this bubble, outside of this orb. This is also a very strong, solid form of energetic protection. So for those of you out there that may not necessarily enlist energy protection at all times, this is something very quick and simple that you can do. Whether you're going into the grocery store, going to go driving, whatever the case might be. Or if you just need to make a phone call that you know will make you feel vulnerable, this is something else that you can do too. Just bring in this golden bubble. And we're still inside of this golden bubble. The energy of the gold is surrounding us. The other thing that this does is that it helps to release any and all negativity, any and all residual energies that are not ours, instantly transmutes anything that is not ours. So it cleans us, it clears us, it also grounds us. And so at this place in time, this golden bubble has now cleansed us and refresh us. Now we're going to ask for Creator to just ground us inside of this bubble. And again, allow yourself to feel the energy of this. It's smooth, it's light, yet powerful. And we're going to bring in the energy of love and saturate the inside of this bubble with love and we're going to watch this beautiful cloud of love come in it's pink and surround us it's filling our brains filling our bodies our arms our legs our fingers our toes just absolutely saturating us with the energy of love 
inside of this beautiful, protected ball. And again, you can access this at any time from anywhere. This will always be made available to you. So now we're going to come back into the present. So we're going to take one deep breath in. And hold. And exhale. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And as always, I suggest to hydrate. Take a drink of water. That will help you come back. Hmm. Does icy cap count? <laughs> it does. <laughs> so there's lots of ice in it. There's lots and lots of ice in it. But yes, I was like, is. oh, yeah. So I, so I always do that now. And I'm so glad that you started mentioning that because, you know, I do the meditations or, and, and, you know, like when, I, when I've done my own show. And then after the show, I'm always super thirsty. And, of course, it's partly because I'm talking. But it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, the meditation. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. You know, because we go into the zone too when we do this work. You know, we go into the zone too. So uh, it's mm-hmm. really nice to, to to have somebody who will remind us. <laughs> so all right. Oh, so yeah. Do we have Do we have Garrett back? Yes. Oh. <laughs> there he is. Ooh. Yes, I'm back. So, okay. Yay. Well, before we take our first call. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that if you'd like to schedule a private session with Stephanie, her website is journeywithstephanie.com. If you'd like to schedule a private session with me, my website is rebeccafisk.com. Uh, and, uh, again, also we do sessions together. So uh, if that's something that you think you might like to do, we love working together in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> and uh, so so drop us a line and, and let us know if uh, we can be of service in some way. So, um Okay, Garrett, we are ready. Okay, and just as an uh, uncompensated testimonial, on Thursday this week, I had a great session with Stephanie. I needed some energy clearing and chakra cleansing and all that cool stuff. If you've never done anything like that before, it's wild, it's exciting, and it was totally a fantastic time. So thank you, Stephanie, for that. Our first caller is going to be Pamela. Pamela is calling to talk about a relationship. Pamela, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hi, ladies. How are you? Thank you. Hi, Pamela. We're doing great. Hi. This is is Rebecca. So how, how can I help? What's going on with your relationship situation? Well, I have a situation. Um... I lost a job for dubious reasons. It was really hanky. And at the same time, I lost contact with my coworker who I was very close with. And it was a little more than a friendship. We both knew we were attracted to each other, and she flirted with me all the time. And okay. after I was let go, I have heard nothing from her. What is her and first name? Natalia. Okay. okay and I've also not said anything to her either because I didn't know if it would harm my chances of getting unemployment. So I don't know if we're both just like, you know, waiting. I don't know what's happening. Okay. One moment here. Well, okay. So, you know, first of all, the whole thing with the job, um, 
I mean, I, I know all of it. It feels like all of this is kind of like, what? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I feel like it hasn't really settled down yet. Like there's still the shock of that. But it, but it feels like there's another wounding because you haven't heard from Natalia. Like how come you haven't heard from her? How come she hasn't reached out? How come she hasn't said anything to you? Um, but I feel like this has mostly been an interaction at work anyway. So I feel like you're right. She doesn't really know what to do. However, um, there's a little bit of a feeling of, of wondering how much she knew before this happened. Um, and it's, it's a very interesting energy from her where I can't tell if I would trust her. So, um, and, and so let me just preface that by saying, you know, sometimes people don't, how do I put this? Um, you know, it's like we read the energy. So if she is thinking in one moment, oh, I really like this person and I think I want to be with them. Um, but then on the other hand, in the next moment is thinking, okay, but I have a better opportunity in my work situation now and I really want to take advantage of that. Then what happens is we actually can get conflicting information or confusing information. And that's kind of what's happening right now when I check in on Natalia. It's like she wants to protect her job. She doesn't want to get in trouble. I feel like she very much was attracted to you, is attracted to you, um, but she's really kind of in self-preservation mode right now. And actually, as I'm talking to you, I'm getting more clarity about this, that there is a fear if she doesn't keep everything on the straight and narrow that she also might not get to stay employed and she can't afford to lose her job. Not that you could have afforded to lose it. Um, but there's definitely a, a feeling from her right now of being in self-preservation mode. Okay, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, how long ago did this happen? I think about three weeks. Okay. Three, okay. Yeah, uh, July 2nd. July 2nd. Okay, okay. Um, because what I'm hearing is something came up in April. There's, I don't know what the incident was in April, but there's something that this started in April that culminated with, with your being let go in July. And I don't, I, I'm not getting specifics on what that particular thing was. But um, but this is something that they didn't just come and decide to let you go on a moment's notice. This is something that there was something that happened in April, and it could very well be that it's just somebody came in one day and just said, "This is I just uh, we're going to make some changes." But but this this started in April, so um, I do feel like you'll have a conversation with Natalia. I do feel like it'll be in August. I'm feeling like that's not going to happen yet. Um, and when you do have the conversation, you know, I feel like, you know, you may be able to meet her for lunch and just sit and talk, uh, but it'll probably have to be far away from, from the workplace. Um, and you'll get some clarification. My impression is that there will be peacefulness between the two of you. I don't see anything moving forward at this time, but it'll definitely give you a sense of peace about where you are, at least for yourself and with her. Um, and then it'll give you some clarity about maybe what may happen in the future. But right now she's kind of in survival mode and trying to be very protective because she wants to keep her job right now. She would rather be in a position where she's going to leave. She's doing it because she wants to leave, not because something else happens. And I do feel like this person who was instrumental in your being let go, I feel like this is a feminine energy and this is a feminine energy who is moody and kind of turns on a dime. And so that person, I, I don't feel like there was great cause for you to be let go. It was just like this person made a decision and that was that. That's kind of what comes up. Anyway, let me, um, let me put you on with Stephanie and, um, and, and have Stephanie um, add her, her information as well. Thank you. 
Hi, Pamela. Hello. All right. Okay. So, yes, adding on to what's already been covered here, you know, one thing, one thing that I'm seeing is both of you, both you and Natalia knew the rules in the workplace, and now there's no rules, starting with there's no com- connection or communication. I, too, see that she would like to reach out. I'm seeing that she is she's investigating on her end how would she go about contacting you if she were to contact. So she is, at present, going through her own push-pull within herself because mm-hmm. the same intensity that you felt, she felt at about 90, 95%, very, very strong. So she's dealing with that sort of conflict and then under the umbrella called employer. So that's where her heart and mind is at. I do see her making some effort to try to connect with you. Um, She's going to be there for a while still, interestingly enough. Um, I'm asking for a timeline. Yeah, it's, it's not a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gaining the clarity. Let me see. I'm asking for the discernment here. It looks like she will be there somewhere between the end of August to mid-September. And that's actually a really long stretch. So I do see her getting brave before the ending of her time there. This is where she's going to walk all the way around. So this is a symbol for me to show that she will try to reach out to you. But between now and then, she's going to feel really uncertain as far as, well, was that just a thing while we were at work? Or does she feel, does Pamela feel the same way about me? So she's going through the same thing that you're going through is what I'm getting at. So there will be mm-hmm. a point of connection between the two of you. And the month, what I'm seeing here is it, it will be close to mid-September somewhere like, for example, between the 10th, 15th of September, something like that. And at that place and time, both of you will experience that you'll have that rush and then the uncertainty because there's no rules out here. You know, it's one thing to know each other in the workplace. Out here where you're both who you really are, that's when the decision is made on yet another level. So then both of you will decide to decide Do we want to see each other again or do we want to keep going? I'm also seeing there will likely be a couple of three dates, connections, whatever, and then you two will decide. So it's not going to be just a flash in the pan. It'll be, you know, three or four times, and then you two will feel ready to say, oh, okay, now we know what this is. We either, this has been great, you know, wishing you the best, or... Let's see what else is possible. That's what comes through for me, Pamela. Wishing you you all the best with that. Yes. Okay. Keep us updated, and that'll be exciting to get an update from Pamela next month. Okay. Our next caller is uh, Samora. Samora's calling about a work situation. Samora, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hi. Um, Hi, Samora. Hi. How are you? Very well. How are you? How can we help you tonight? Um, well, I guess I'm just wondering, like, about work and my son, like, how that's going to go, mainly, and how soon I'm going to work. 
so balancing balancing yeah. work life and home life. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see here. The first piece of information that I'm that's coming through is it may start out to be a part-time opportunity because it's it's going to be it's not new for you to juggle, but this particular situation is new for you. And I don't mean just because it's another employer. Um, it's a new situation. I see you starting part-time, but sometimes part-times with some employers means 30 hours a week. So regardless of that part of it, there's going to be some struggling. It looks like you may end up, uh, golly, in terms of your son, how old is your son, may I ask? He's one. <laughs> That's Yeah, I was seeing daycare. Okay. So it looks like you have your heart set on one daycare. It starts to go well. And some concerns come up. It doesn't mean you're going to change daycares. But there's going to be some concerns that will need to be addressed. And you are a mama bear. You have a very soft, gentle demeanor. But in the name of your child, you're, you're a classic mama bear, as you should be. So there's okay. going to be some non-negotiables that come up. And you're not going to be afraid to see or speak your truth. So this is going to be, I'm seeing you focusing more on the well-being of your child. Work, work is going to be okay. You, you are, um, you're a person who, once you set your mind to something, that's it. You figure it out really quickly and then you go on autopilot so that you can do what you do and that you do it really well. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's who you are. So the work aspect of it, from what I can see, that's going to go pretty okay. It's just the personal life and ensuring your son's safety and happiness. That's where your focus is going to be placed more than anything. And the cool part with your work is that you are allowing yourself to, you know, stay focused for a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks to learn, and then you'll have it down pat, and all focus goes back to your son. So let's see what Rebecca picks up on this for you, okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, hi, hi. Okay, so... Yeah, you know, this is, I, I, I have to say, you're going to learn this very quickly. This is going to be very easy for you, even though it's like you're kind of, again, you're going into uncharted territory. Uh, but I feel like it's going to be okay. When you first start this thing, it's, it's you know, it, it's, a, it's a change from the routine with, with your child right now. But um, what I'm seeing is that, it is going to quickly become almost full-time for you. You'll have full-time hours if you choose to have them. Uh, and I'm getting that there will be some kind of a change with the caring situation for your child, but it's, it, it's almost like you'll find a facility or you'll find a person who can work with you because you're doing almost like a cover. It's not a regular nine to five, but it's, it's, it's something where maybe it's a little bit later in the morning, but it goes until five in the evening. I'm not exactly sure. It's not coming completely clear, but it's, it's as if you're working just about full time hours and you'll find somebody who can accommodate you who likes the regularity of this because it will be a fairly regular schedule for you. So, you know, my impression about this is that this will become old hat very, very quickly and that you may decide, um, 
you know, fairly quickly about whether or not this is a good fit for you. Because one of the things is that, you know, you have a little trepidation getting back into this new routine, if you will. But um, you also like to be challenged. Like if you're going to go and spend hours investing in, in, in a company or a business where you're going to get a paycheck, you're somebody who wants to do the best that you can, and you want to be doing something where you can grow. So I feel like this is going to be a good thing for you, but I don't feel like you're going to be there for a super long time. I mean, I, I'm hearing probably two or three years, maybe. Uh, the numbers two and three are definitely significant with this, but it's because – you'll want to challenge yourself more. And as you kind of start to feel more confident about everything, um, that's when you like to take on more. So uh, this, is, this is a good change. It's a, it's a good change. It, it, I feel like everything around this is very supportive. It's just a matter of you coming back to this place of knowing you can trust that everything is in divine order. Trust your intuition. Trust that God is taking care of this, that, that this is for the highest good right now. And, and set your intention that everything's happening for the highest good because this all feels good around you. It all feels good. So okay. keep us posted. Okay. Thank, thank, thank you, Samora. We're going to move on to the next caller. Um, our next caller is going to be Desmond. Desmond's calling about love, and you are now live with your Sunday Psychics, Desmond, Rebecca, and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hello. How's it going, Stephanie? Hi, Desmond. We're doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. So, yeah, oh, this is Rebecca. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, I was calling to see, uh, do you see me and my friend uh, Robin getting closer, or do you see uh, getting closer in the future, or do you see somebody else coming along at, at a, at a, in the future okay. at, a, at a later date? Okay. And I'm, and I'm sorry, what was their first name? Her first yeah, name, Robin. First, Robin. Okay, one second here. You know, there's a lot of sweetness there. Um, and and I, I really get, you know, you really like her. She's really different. She's unique. She's super cool. Um, and she knows who she is. And, and I get that you're really attracted to her. And you're, this is new for you because you're kind of like you don't quite know how to navigate with her. And that's unusual for you. You usually kind of know exactly what to do. And with her, you're a little bit unnerved, which is, I, I find very refreshing and very sweet, actually. Um, you know, I mean, I'm here in February, so it feels like this will move forward. It's, it's one of those things where it's going to be about consistency. It's going to be about allowing the friendship to kind of deepen uh, because she does trust you. And, you know, the thing is that when people have come at her regarding relationships right off the bat, she doesn't have a lot of trust for that. But the fact that you guys are friends and that you're, you know, you're kind of slowly getting to know her, um, that is helping create a, a good foundation for her, for her to feel safe, for this to evolve into something else. So I know it feels like February is a long way off, but it isn't really. And this is kind of the way that it needs to go for her to feel comfortable um, to allow something to really grow. So it's one of those things where, you know, if you are willing to be patient and kind of nurture this, that the most important things, you know, for her as far as requirements are, you know, do what you say, be consistent, um, and don't put too much pressure on this being anything more than just really kind of getting to know each other for the time being. I do get that she's attracted to you. Um, and I do get that she likes you, but, you know, it, right now she's kind of in this place of, I don't really know that I want to be in a relationship. So, um, and I think you already know that. So it's really just about, you know, hey, let's just go hang out and just have it be a, a more relaxed time. That works for her right now. 
with, with no pressure because she's used to guys kind of pressuring her a bit. That's just kind of been the pattern that she's had. Um, and so the fact that you are more laid back with her is also really, really good. So, um, again, I hear February and, um, you know, just slow and steady but consistent, reliable. Um, you know, it, she, you are somebody who will – she will call you if she needs somebody. That The friendship is, is becoming that where, oh, my gosh, my car broke down and I need help and can you come help me? So she's getting to the place where she trusts you for that, and that is a really big deal for her. So uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you over to Stephanie uh, for her to give you input and uh, keep us posted on that. Okay. All right, Desmond. I'll share with you what I get. You have um, Robin brings to you a different kind of fulfillment. I am seeing this peaceful fulfillment. She's still a woman. She still has her fickleness about her. But in comparison to what your journey has been, Robin brings to you a different kind of a sweet piece that you are really enjoying. I can see where um, the unsettled part of Robin, where because of her journey of the past, she is indecisive. So part of your question when you framed your question is also you speaking on her behalf as well. Because there's the secret part of you, it's not secret, but the quiet part of you that does question, well, I don't know if she really wants to be with me. There's the fear that Robin would also simply release you in a heartbeat just to move on to someone else. And that concerns you because there's the part of you where you're protecting your heart. So your heart, like many of us, has some extra protections there to keep yourself safe and keep yourself from being hurt. And um, Robin's one that there's that soft spot where you're willing to, like, crack a window open on the second floor to see, you know, I'll be vulnerable in this particular place. So this is uh, like an emotional tango. This The word vulnerability is coming up very strongly for you. Now, let's say Robin says, oh, gosh, Desmond, you're the one, so on and so forth. You would be excited, and then you would get really nervous. And part of that is a natural reaction. But the other part of it is you would find yourself really questioning, oh, my gosh, I said I wanted this. I don't know if I want this. Maybe I should do A, B, and C. The the strongest thing that we can say to you tonight is be in the moment. You are wise to look around, though I like the fact that you're weighing this out from both perspectives and you're keeping it real. So that will carry you a long way. And again, this is about your journey going within and deciding what is it that you want to do as well. So when you can release the fear surrounding Robin and what what she may or may not do and decide, okay, I'm going to unplug from that and just take it in with her. The thing about it is, let's say if it didn't work with Robin and she made a decision or you made a decision, it will be because there's going to be a different experience and something greater that comes your way. So all the best to you, Desmond. Thank you for your call tonight. Okay, I appreciate that. Thanks for the reading. Thank you, Desmond. 
You're welcome. And we're going to shift direction a little bit this time, going to Allison calling about a living situation. Allison, you're live with your Sunday Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, This question is uh, for Stephanie. Um, I'd like to know um, what you might pick up around um, my residence. I just moved into a rental, a very old house built in uh, 1935, so it definitely has a history as does the area and the town that I'm in. And uh, the house is, um, you know, it's a very good shape, well-maintained, but it uh, definitely has, uh, I'm very sensitive to these kinds of things, but sometimes interesting right. to hear what someone else has to say. If what you pick up, particularly the bedroom, that really is, um, I would say, the area that's the most um, hmm. kind of a hot spot. Yes. Then this is Stephanie, yeah. by the way. Or, or yes. You might say cool spot. Yeah. 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 Well, yes. Yes. I understand what you're saying. So let's jump right into the to this uh, language speak. So first of all, I'm looking at the property that you're on, Allison. So the, the property of the home, there could be some good energy clearing that could take place there. I can see the history of the house. The house is actually showing its roots to me. The house is happy being there, but it is asking for a clearing of the ground. So you that can be done a number of ways, especially on your part. So now looking inside the house, when you're talking about the coolness, I also understand what you're talking about as well. First of all, I would suggest saging that room. If you don't want to burn sage, you can sprinkle salt in front of the doorway there. Um, Another thing is, I suggest this to many people, put a pan of cinnamon water on the stove and allow that to permeate throughout the house. The house itself, there are several open vortexes and portals. I'm seeing them in the walls. There's even one in a window. And this is a window that's on the main level of your home. The bedroom itself, I would suggest if you have any selenite or black tourmaline, placing it in there for a couple of days with that door closed. Okay. Well, here's, yeah, you know, but I've already done all of, just so you know, because this is the language I, this is the language I live. Um, I've already done everything. I have not only a regular staging of the house and some other things, but particularly staged. Unfortunately, I can do that even though it's a rental. Uh, but right. I already have uh, uh, black tourmaline in all the corners of the room. I have black tourmaline in every corner of the bed specifically and a piece of the bed as well. Uh, very small bed, so really can't go too much you know, placing um, stones and so on around other parts of the bedroom. Um, it, it, stones, oh, and I have one, uh, two very large stones in addition to the tourmaline, other stones, because I'm into stones. So um, that, that's, you know, I really feel that um, I'm starting to do um, very this way, so I'm, I'm taking that approach as well, and colors and, and all of that. I'm incorporating that in, not only into the house, but in particular that bedroom because it is the room of sorrows. That is the room, to me, that's what it keeps sure. telling me room of sorrows, room of sorrow, room of sorrows. And uh, okay. that's just a hard thing to fight. <laughs> sure. So, you know? <laughs> so, one yeah. more suggestion would be yeah. placing a clear crystal quartz and a rose quartz inside of that room. And that way the quartz will magnify the rose quartz. 
and that will help to magnify the energy of love in that room because again one thing that I say all the time is love is the strongest energy on the planet and the more love that we can bring into that room the better the next thing that I am singing is lavender so if you have any lavender oil that would be a great thing to put in the room as well um, yeah yeah and if so that's that's what's coming through for okay. me. Let's, okay. um, if you're okay with it, we can have Rebecca look at this for no, you. No, that's all right. I just want to no, okay. Time. I know time is short, so I feel, okay. you know, I want to let someone else uh, get in. So Wonderful. Thank you, All right, Allison. Allison. Okay. Thank well, you. All the best, Allison. Take good care. Okay. And so, Stephanie, what does the lavender oil do? The lavender oil, well, okay, so when, um, when reading anyone's situation, for Allison's situation, I was, first of all, being shown the lavender itself, so the lavender flower, the lavender plant. Secondly, the lavender helps to do a clearing. A lot of people put on lavender oil at night, but what's interesting is that it actually does the opposite. It doesn't help a person go to sleep. It keeps them awake. And so I've dealt with many uh, female, specifically the menopausal group, who put that on at night thinking it will help them to sleep and it keeps them awake. So the lavender oil will not only help the room feel better, but it will bring its own kind of clearing. It's pleasant. It draws in the energy. And it also feels like in Allison's case that there's a female energy mourning in that room. And it really feels like that woman is from... Somewhere in the UK, very strong, you know, European roots, but specifically from Scotland, Ireland area where the lavender resonates with her. So that's why the lavender came through. But the lavender is lovely for so many other reasons. And Rebecca is also our expert on the oils. So, yeah. Yes. Well, I I asked it because I I put um, lavender oil on my ankles while I'm at my desk at night because we got these tiny little mosquitoes. And I thought I thought I read somewhere that lavender oil helps repel mosquitoes. But if that's going to now keep me up at night, I'm just going to suffer getting bit unless you've got another Mm. magic trick up your sleeve. Okay, tell me. Yes. Okay, I I do. Okay. So there are a couple of things, and there are two different lines of oils that I have worked with. Uh, Young Living is the first one, and the second one is Wisdom of the Earth, and I work with the Wisdom of the Earth oils now, but Young Living has blends, and I love those. Uh, Wisdom of the Earth has a different philosophy, and um, like with Wisdom of the Earth, sometimes you can't get the oils because it's not time for them to be harvested. The plants aren't harvested. They don't, you know, try to find alternate locations to, to, to grow the plants. They just say, we don't have it because the plants haven't been harvested, so there's a level of respect there that I love. Um, Wisdom of the Earth has a tea tree oil that's lemon. It's lemon tea tree oil. Now, I'm allergic. I am allergic to the regular tea tree oil. I'm allergic to it, but not the lemon. And it's tea tree, and the mosquitoes do not like it. So it smells like lemongrass. And when I go out, like, you know, seasonally now we get those, we get the mosquitoes now, right? And so when I'm going to go out for my walks and I know I'm going to be out and about, um, I put three drops of this on my hands. I rub my hands together. I start at my ankles and my lower legs because that's where these particular mosquitoes bite us now, right? Um, and I start there and I basically just go up and down my body over my clothes and, um, you know, over my body with the oil and I smell like lemongrass and I don't get bit. 
Okay, don't. So that's you were going to think recommend. this is crazy, Rebecca, and we're going to get to our next caller in just a second. But right before the show, because it was like the lavender, there's just something that's not working with this. I just put on lemongrass right before the show was on. Okay, so oh. let me know if you get hit with that because well, the, I'm the not right now, not so I'm thinking, grass, well, maybe I hit the jackpot or something. Maybe you hit the jackpot, yeah, because it smells the same, but it, but this is this is literally a tea tree oil, but it's okay. lemon. So, okay. um, and the other cool. thing is, you know, purification is great. Purification is a Young Living blend because it has citronella in it. You don't want to get oh. the the purification blend on your skin though, because it can be an irritant. Uh, so you want to just put it on your clothes, whereas um, okay. I don't have any problem with it, with a lemon tea tree. So those are the things. And then also, you know, it, I, I love, I just wanted to go back to the, to the, the house thing with Allison really quickly. You know, I, the, the, the main thing is that the, the entryway of that place is, is really full of energy. Uh, <laughs> and that mm-hmm. needed, I got that that could be cleared and that if she had a little fountain or she had a little crystal hanging or something like that just to keep the energy moving from that entryway. And then the corners in that front room um, feel dark and they, it, it feels like they need to be lightened up. So um, that's the only, you know, those were the things that I wanted to add to what you had, had said. And, um, and yes, I agree with you. It feels like the UK, um, that kind of an yeah. energy for sure. Yes. So anyway, yeah. Cool. Okay. So, Good. okay. Well, thank you for indulging me for just a second here. Our next caller is going to be Ashley. Ashley is calling about her career. Ashley, you're live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Ashley. Are you there? Hello. We're going to put her on hold. We'll go to Cindy. Cindy's calling about love. Okay. Cindy, you are now live with your Sunday psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Hi, Rebecca and Stephanie. How are you? Hi, Cindy. Doing We're doing great. Doing great. So this is Rebecca. And how can we help tonight? Um, I would like some insight on the relationship I've been in for the last six months. This past week, um, we haven't seen each other. We had an argument, which is, I know, inevitable, but we have been really, really close and moving forward. And I really thought, finally, in my life, things have turned around. And, you know, it was just meant to be the way that we met and the way that we just connected and everything. Okay. Um, it was a communication issue and just blown completely out of proportion. But okay. I was so just what wondering is, what if is you first... see for the future yeah. as getting back together, what, you know, okay. insights into his head, what's going on right now. Um, okay. Mark, what is his first name? Mark. Mark. Okay. One second. So the very first thing that I'm hearing about Mark is the bruised ego. So mm-hmm. this argument is that, it, that that's where he's coming from, is he's gone into this place of feeling vulnerable like a hurt child almost is the energy around this. And I do feel like he cares about you a lot, but I feel like he's kind of licking his wounds at the moment and that um, it's a situation where this is a, it's kind of like this old pattern that has come up for him based on previous relationships. And so what's happening for him is he's trying to look at how do I process this and come back from it? So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where he wants to be the grown-up in this, but the child in him has been triggered. 
and there's a vulnerability here for him where he he feels vulnerable and he doesn't want to feel vulnerable he wants to be the man in the relationship and he has you know there's a, there's something for him to learn here about the fact that when we are in a romantic relationship when we are in a partnership relationship that all of the aspects of our personality will come up including the child within us who wants to be that joyful child having fun, but, but also the wounded child comes up who feels insecure and scared and, and vulnerable and afraid. And so there's a part of him that, that was kind of triggered by this in, oh, my gosh, I don't want that person to show up here. I'm supposed to be this strong man in this relationship, and she's supposed to be able to rely on me, and I don't really know what to do with this. Am I still lovable in this space? Can she still love me? And I'm not sure I behaved really well, but I'm still hurt and I'm not sure how to move forward. So this isn't about you doing anything wrong. This is actually a normal step in a healthy relationship. It's just that people think, oh, you know, relationships are where there's no conflict and there's no arguments and there's, you know, everything's hunky-dory and wonderful. But the reality is a good relationship is a situation where each person is able to grow and these issues come up and you find a way to love and support yourselves and each other through these situations. And so, um, you know, my, I, I'm guessing you have not reached out to him. Is that right? No. When um, It was a week ago Saturday when it started, and actually it might have started Friday night because I said, can we get away for a day and just spend some time together? He lives with his parents, his elderly parents. Okay. We we can't okay. even have a conversation in private. I mean, but right, I've right. been helping okay. him. I've been helping him with his parents, and I do laser therapy. His mother fell and broke her hip. Well, now she's back okay. up walking and doing her thing again, and they're they're mobile and okay. and but, okay. but they, I mean, they're like right on top of his, and we have no privacy. And he right. kind of like got an attitude, but then he turned nice again, and he was like, okay. And then like the next day, I think he kind of mulled over it, and he was just like. I think he got to thinking, well, this isn't going to change. Cause he started popping off to me that I think you're just tired of my situation with mom and dad. And I'm like, this has no, nothing okay. to do with mom and dad. And then right. from there, okay. he got angry and he said a lot of yep. really nasty, hateful, untrue, okay. just just to try okay, and, hurt so me Cindy, and, and provoke me. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I'm so sorry, but we don't have a lot of time, and I want to make sure okay. that I can give you more information, and Stephanie can as okay. well. So the thing That's is, the thing. It's, he's projecting onto you. This is his stuff, and he doesn't mm-hmm. know if you can love him through all of this because right now he doesn't love himself through all of this. So that's, that's the big issue. And I have to tell you, honestly, it's a question mark right now because the, the difficulty in these situations is that the person who's going through the conflict within themselves has to clear it themselves. You cannot heal this for him. He has to heal it from inside himself. All you can do is say, hey, I can, be, I can create a loving space for you if you want to work through this. But he is really frustrated with his own situation, and he's projecting this onto you. He doesn't feel good enough. He doesn't feel worthy of you. Um, and even though, you know, I know that you care about him and that that's not what you're thinking, but because he thinks that, he has to get out of his own way. And right now, I feel like he's having a really hard time. He's struggling with this. He resents the situation he's gotten himself into, and it has nothing to do with you. Every relationship we have with anyone else in our lives starts with our relationship with ourselves. 
So I want to go, and, and so, you know, I, I'm going to be praying for both of you, and I'll be sending you lots of blessings. I, the, the, the most important thing here is for you to know that this isn't you. You didn't do anything. And that, right. you know, and, you can, yeah, you can I know. if you want to, if you, to if you, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you want to, if you want to let them know that you're, you, you know, you're sending, you know, loving energy or whatever, that's fine. Um, but he's going to have to choose to move forward with this and work on this himself. And right now, it's a question mark. It is a question mark about whether or not he can get out of his own way. So, so you don't know if I'll hear Stephanie. You don't know if I'll yeah, hear I, from him. Okay. You know, I think that you will at some point. I just, you know, again, he's he's embarrassed. He's embarrassed about his living situation. He's embarrassed about the way that he responded to you. You know, he doesn't like himself very much right now. And I will tell you that, you know, guys who don't like themselves very much have a very hard time engaging in any kind of romantic relationship when they're in that. But let me go ahead and have you talk to Stephanie because we're getting really close to the end of the show, and I want to make sure she can give you some information too. And I wish you you all the best. Thank you so much. All right, Cindy. Um, It sounds like there's, Technically speaking, a lot of blurred lines. You two found your way through the blurred lines. And the energy that I pick up from him is just absolute helplessness. And I will use a word that Rebecca used, which is the word embarrassed. He feels self-conscious, embarrassed, and then angry with himself. Like, why can't he be the man that he really wants to be for you. So he's going through this re-identification process. He knows that you're, you're doing you, you're doing your laser therapy work, things like that. He just is feeling like he won't not be there for his parents, but right now mm-hmm. he feels weighted down by that responsibility. So it looks like to me what I'm seeing with you is that you're going to sit quiet for three to four weeks or so. And, you know, I, I do feel that you'll hear from him at some point and it will have everything to do with when he feels calmed down and ready. Now, does it mean that you are here to enable the behavior, et cetera? No, not really. Because what this is doing is you both are being a mirror for each other and this is forcing a mirror in front of your face and you're looking at yourself. And you're asking yourself now, what is it that I want? Just like at the beginning of the show, I shared about retrograde Pluto, and we are deep sea diving within ourselves. This is where it's taking both of you right now. And it feels very raw and vulnerable and scary. So anyway, um, I just wanted to thank you so much for calling in tonight. We do wish you all the best. And again, for all of our callers, if we, if Rebecca and I answered your calls, please, please, please go back, listen to the replay of the show so that you can take notes. Because when we are in our moments, the information is coming so fast that you, as the listener, you may not always hear every single thing. So please visit the replay. Garrett, Rebecca, Rebecca, what else? Well, I know if I would like a a great session, I'm going to go to RebeccaFist.com or JourneyWithStephanie.com. Yay! That's awesome. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. This has been exciting. um, 
Yeah, this has been a good, it's, um, you know, I just want to remind everybody, remember what Stephanie was talking about, that we have five planets in retrograde right now. So you may be experiencing technical difficulties like we did this evening, which I've also mm-hmm. been experiencing some of that. Um, you may see some things coming up that are really uncomfortable or some issues from the past where you went, oh, my gosh, I haven't even remembered this in a really long time. But remember that when these things are coming up, it's either an opportunity for us to to connect with something that makes us feel loved or it's an opportunity for something to come up that maybe wants to be healed now and loved from you. So allow that process. Try to enjoy the moment. Remember to protect your peace. If you're engaged with a person or a situation that doesn't feel good, give yourself permission to take a minute, okay? And what I say to clients often is if somebody's calling, you're like, oh, I don't have the energy to deal with this right now, you don't have to answer the phone. Or if you've made an appointment with them and and you have to answer the phone, you can say, you know, this isn't a good time. Let me call you back when I can give you my undivided attention. Honor yourself and love yourself and that person by keeping a good boundary for yourself. So all of that stuff is up right now. So I just want to remind everybody, love yourselves. We're all doing the best we can to keep loving yourself. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for tuning in. And, Stephanie, I love doing this with you. Garrett, we adore you. Thank you so much for being there for us. Um, yes. We're grateful to each and every one of you. And uh, have a very, very great week, and we'll see you next Sunday evening. Yay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> all right. Take good care, everyone. All right, bye.